0: Hello to all our listeners out there in hearing range. My name is Dan Dick, and I welcome you to another episode of Church Matters. In our guest chair today is Willard Metzger, General Secretary of Mennonite Church Canada. For 16 years, Willard has been a Mennonite pastor at Community Mennonite Fellowship in Drayton, Ontario. He has served as volunteer chair of Mennonite Church Canada's Witness Council, which oversees international, multicultural, and native ministry. Most recently, he was Director of Church Relations for World Vision Canada. I'm going to talk with Willard today about the future of the church in Canada, a topic that is raw and fresh in Mennonite Church Canada circles, as a result of having to recently reduce its budget by $415,000. In a scenario where church members are aging and cradle rolls are not replenishing the pews at previous rates, will the church have to get used to doing less? I'll be exploring this theme with Willard in a few minutes. As is our tradition here on Church Matters, I'll share a brief scripture passage from 2 Corinthians 9-10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Willard Metzger, General Secretary of Mennonite Church Canada, welcome to the Church Matters guest chair. Thank you. It's good to be here again. Willard, back in April, you had to announce that Mennonite Church Canada needed to reduce its budget by about half a million dollars to align more closely with the income it receives. Now, that's a significant reduction. Can you briefly share how Mennonite Church Canada got to this point?
1: Yes, yeah, so we have been experiencing about a seven-year trend of declining donation revenue. And so, it's, this is not a surprise because we've seen this trend, we've been communicating it and in the seven years, we've been able to continue to tweak budgets, to bring down expenses. But we're at the point now where there just isn't tweaking room left anymore. And so now we're needing to make some rather, rather uh, significant changes. And do you think that's uh, a decrease in generosity? I wouldn't say it's a decrease in generosity. It, it is um, a change in how people respond to, to need. Um, people are still very, very generous in our, in our congregations, but how they give or where they give is experiencing some changes.
0: Can you identify what you think some of those changes are? Or speculate a bit?
1: Well, today there are about 85,000 registered charities in Canada, and about 1,000 new charities are registered every year. And so I think what people are experiencing is a lot of different options to be able to align their, their generosity with. I think that's part of the reality that's been occurring. Um, people receive numerous invitations to give from all these different kind of charities. And so now people have the option of being selective according to their interest,
0: according to their passion, according to their sense of need. Okay, so you've painted for us a picture of the overall charitable scene in Canada, but you also move in circles of other denominational leaders. Uh, What are you hearing in those circles? To what do they attribute this? And, And are they struggling too? And are they experiencing something different than we are?
1: Yeah, in this difficult time of budget reduction, it's one of the gifts has been to actually be a part of the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada Circles and the Canadian Council of Churches. Mennonite Church Canada belongs to both of those. And in both those circles, I have been hearing similar dynamics from leaders across Christian expression, across Canada. And I think we all recognize we're in a time of change in this, we'll call it a postmodern, post-Christendom Canadian society. Everybody's recognizing we're in a time of change, but it's a time of mystery, too. So we know denominational structures need to change to accommodate this new reality. We know that that's inevitable, but the mystery is we don't know exactly what this new paradigm will require of
0: denominational structures. Do you have an idea from your experience as uh, working with World Vision, what do people like to give to? And what's a hard sell from a charitable fundraising perspective? Yeah, I think we're certainly all aware that direct
1: appeal where, where I can make a particular difference, that resonates easy with people's generosity. And so that is a rather easy response and easy appeal. Can you give an example? Well, it would be certainly in in a child sponsorship program to know that you you can make a direct impact to a child's life and to the environment of that child's life. So that's something that can make me feel as a donor that I have a very specific impact in a particular situation. I think, as you know, Dan... When it comes to the work of the church, even building the church and transforming people's lives, those sort of direct impacts are more difficult to articulate. And so it makes it a little bit tougher,
0: I think, for donors to immediately want to respond. I want to touch a bit on the aspect of loyalty and the idea of unconditional giving uh, and ask you to dig into your past as a pastor. Do you think the days of loyalty and unconditional giving are over? I mean, it seems that there's an expectation of return when one makes a donation. Some people expect a good meal at a fundraising banquet or perhaps some entertainment or you've probably received return address labels and greeting cards. From a Christian perspective, what is a gift not a gift? I I
1: would certainly say that I think loyalty is attached to identity. And and, and even now it's like we you know if if you look at beyond our church setting just our society as a whole. That sort of uh, that the the sense of corporate identity is is waning. There used to be a time where you would live in the community, you would work in that community, and so you had that identity of belonging to this town, belonging to this place. Uh, that corporate identity was was sort of second nature. But now we're living in in an environment where people are leaving their community. We have bedroom communities. People are driving to their places of work. And so there is more of of an individual identity. And so I don't think life all around us has, has as much opportunity for that corporate identity. And I think unconditional giving... Is really wrapped to that kind of corporate identity. When, when, when folks we're giving just to the church because because that's us that, that's that's who we are. Um, I think that corporate identity is being changed, and so we have to find different ways of of strengthening that that identity.
0: I'm hearing from congregations uh, around me who say that you know, the the weekly offering plate that's, as it's passed around in the congregation on Sunday morning, that offering continues to shrink. But when there is a special cause like, say, uh, uh, sending youth on a service trip or some kind of disaster response, uh, special fundraising banquet, there's tremendous generosity and response expressed that way. Do you have any response to that? Again, I think it does reflect the desire to be able to have
1: a concrete impact and so then when you have a very specific appeal to help send this youth into this trip, then that's something that, that people can can resonate with. I want to be able to help that person. But when you when you have the offering plate, which is just generally for the work of the church, that doesn't have that that same direct impact sentiment to it. Their their generosity response is is a bit more curtailed because they just yeah, I want to help, but I'm not exactly sure what happens with it, and so I give something. But it doesn't have the same draw of that generosity impulse
0: as as a very direct, uh, specific appeal. But in the meantime, pastors' salaries need to be paid, and the heat needs to be on in the church, and we need to pay the light bills and maintain the building.
1: Yeah, well, that's just it. That's, that's a, a very specific challenge, because I think— as people take the time to understand that uh, these things are necessary, then I think people do want to be generous. But it takes time to communicate that and to explain that. Um, and so I think that's part of the, part of the challenge that, that, that we're going to have as Mennonite Church Canada and, and church life
0: just in general. I want to take a, a little bit of a tangential turn here. Um, the term prosperity gospel gets thrown around in some of these discussions of faith and stewardship. Can you briefly explain what that means, where it comes from, and whether or not it has any sound biblical backing? I think it really comes from the sense of of
1: God's people recognizing that that God wants to bless them, and then it can it can start to feel as though there is a uh, well. Certainly, God promises to 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 bless the people of God. I think the distortion comes when when we fail to understand that God's blessing has a purpose, and not just for my benefit, but so that I can be a blessing to others. Certainly, I see that very clear in the call to to Abram, where the promise was, "I I will bless you, but it was so that the peoples of the world will be blessed through you. And you can find that Theme throughout throughout Scripture. You will be made rich on every occasion, so that you can be generous in your response. That kind of, of sentiment, I think, um, needs to be needs to be strengthened again.
0: Surveys and polls all tell us that church membership is declining, and regular church attendance is now defined in some circles as attending services once a month. There's a demographic shift happening as the baby boom generation grays and. Families are smaller than they once were. There's a shrinking interest in institutions of all kinds. And it's increasingly more challenging to break through the media clutter with all the new communications channels that are targeted at increasingly uh, fragmented society, each category of which has its own preferences. You know, oh, I don't communicate by email anymore. Uh, Please reach me through Facebook or text me on my cell phone. That's my preferred way. The environmental scan, when you look at all these factors is overwhelming. And all this is very challenging at the congregational level as well as the denominational level. There's more faith-based charities in Canada than ever before, and a continually shrinking church membership. And I wonder, would you speculate, Willard, where all the servants and disciples come from to, to staff and support all these do good organizations? Where are they going to come from in the future? Well, that's certainly
1: the the critical role of uh, of the of the local church and and of uh, of a national church entity. Um, all all of these these excellent organizations that are doing uh, wonderful work are completely dependent on the church to be able to continue to have a regular flow of of people to serve as, as staff and as and as leaders in their organizations. So it's absolutely critical that the church remains strong and vibrant at every level because these organizations depend on on the success of the church to continue to, to grow and nurture and strengthen faith.
0: Willard, the name of this program, as you know, is called Church Matters. You travel around Canada a lot. You meet with a lot of congregational leaders and folks in and out of the pews. Does the church still matter in Canadian society?
1: Absolutely people long for meaning people long for for belonging people need community and that's the excellent place uh, for the church to give meaning to have a place of belonging to be a part of a community i think that's everybody's been created with that with that longing with that with that desire and i think the church will always have a place
0: willard thanks for taking the time We need to wrap up our conversation and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. That concludes our program for today. I want to send out a great big thank you to all our listeners wherever you are. I invite you to support the ministry of Church Matters with a gift. You can give through the mail, over email, over the phone at 1-866-888-6785 and online at MennoniteChurch.ca. My name is Dan Dick and you've been listening to Church Matters where our prayer continues to be that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in wherever you are, and thanks for listening. See you next time. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you, the face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.